wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. We're back. Once again. Movie Mayhem Podcast, your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, we are... Out of spooky season. Yeah, it's over. Finally. We did it. I don't have to fucking give a shit about horror movies anymore. Well, Uh, one was good. It was alright. Yeah, we had a good time. I had an alright time. We saw some spooky movies. Ernest really fucking did it. Some. You know, some (laughs) spooky movies. Some that weren't so spooky. It was Halloween-y, and we had a good time. Don't dwell on it. Instead, let's move on to the future. To To an unknown. Exactly. For for annual, second annual, unknown Vember. Unknown Vember. Yes, your favorite gimmick is back. Yeah, so it really doesn't make a difference to anybody that's listening to the podcast. But when we shoot it, it's integral. Yeah. And uh, we pretty... There's nothing better than telling a person who would want to come on, like, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. The, oh, haven't you been doing this for seven years? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, though, right? <laughs> and like, that's how we got our guest today. That's we right. We let him here under false pretenses. Yes, we told him that we'd be bringing him in to review a movie, and that was not wrong. Yeah, it wasn't. But that was pretty much all we knew at the time. That's right. And uh, But being the, the old chap that he is, you know, being the homie, that's right? That's true, yes. Uh, bringing Making that, his first official debut, not yes. just in the background of the Batman review. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Bringing that big Nick energy. That big Nick energy. All right. Uh, Nicholas. Hello. How you doing, dude? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, welcome oh. to the show. Welcome to this wonderful studio that you have never been in. Yeah, no. State of the art. First time. Yep. yep. First time experience. Yeah. yeah it's the first time you're seeing me put some soundboard onto the dining room table that we used to play D&D. Yeah, on. the cut-off dining room <laughs> yeah. table. I mean... I now have a lot more space. I, honestly, the feng shui. Yeah. It's, an, it's it, improved. It's improved. Good energy. Good oh, yeah. energy. The we function like vibe. I like the feng shui. Just like a chair, a couch, and just a wide-ass open space hey, in the you middle. You know what? You know what? It, it works. It does It work. works. It works. There's so much room for activities. There yes. is. Yes. Yes. But we really mostly spend it watching movies and what? shooting That's an podcast. activity? That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, That's true. Yeah. Not one you need much room for, but right. we have it anyway. <laughs> we have it there. It's there if we need it's it. It's there. <laughs> uh, so Nick has been the homie for, you know, probably a like year or two? Two years, I think, now? Since we've been, a year. A year. About Holy, a, year. About a year. year. A year. Holy crap. Wait, what was the Marvel Shang-Chi? movie? Was it yeah, Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi was the first movie I joined you And that you came out in about yeah. October of last no, year, No, right? no, it was Black Widow. It was Black Widow. Right. Okay. I joined you guys for Black Widow of okay. last year. Yes. So yeah. May of last, about a year and a half. About a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Black, Black Widow was, yep. was the first movie. Look what, I, look what you've done. You've ruined the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's ruining shit. Ruining the Marvel. So since the then, since that, since that one fateful uh, mediocre movie, yeah. uh, Nick has joined our D and D campaigns. Me and uh, Nick go larping every couple months. That's right. And, and Nick has been to my house numerous times. Right? Yes. He's the homie. Honestly, he's probably been to my house as much as you have because you haven't been there in a while. I haven't been there since I moved. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, Nick is Nick is one of the homies, and we're very happy to finally have him on the podcast. It is a rite of passage for anyone who dares yeah. call themselves our friend. The guilt trip is is true. Yes, <laughs> yeah, um, not just being silently in the background of Batman because I hadn't had a chance to see it yet. So see, see? yeah, didn't want to do that to you this time. So no, we had to be fully sure involved, fully yep. invested in yeah. a movie that we didn't know what we were going to see. No, right? I think that was honestly the best part because when you asked me, like, do you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. Do you want to watch something? Sure, great. Because we don't know what it is. We're spinning the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. There yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the wheel is back, baby. Yeah, and spin it, we did. Yeah, that's true. And uh, as we spun it, it landed on uh, a cult classic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, something that I I watched as a kid, loved it. Definitely didn't pick up on you know a lot right. of the genius behind it, right? A lot of the nuance behind it, but uh, it was sci-fi, so I was on board. That's true. Right now, looking back on it as an adult, love it even more. 1999's Tim Allen, Siggy Weaves. Alan Rickman, Sam Rockwell, Tony Shalhoub? Tony Shalhoub. 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 Galaxy Quest, That's boy. True. And Justin Long. You forgot Justin Long. Oh, I forgot the, the savior. You forgot Justin, Justin Long. Because really, Galaxy Quest, if nothing else. The barbarian else, himself, Justin yeah. Long. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy Quest, is, if it's about and nothing else, it's about the fans. And Justin Long plays the fan. That's right? true. So, uh, proof that you can save 
the world, save a culture yeah. with being a nerd. It's being a huge. I feel nerd. like this is also this 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 movie kind of helped turn the tide for nerds who are like, yeah, we're important now. It was vindicating. It was vindicating. Like, you know what? Yeah, this is this is. And then everyone's like, you know what? Nerds, we should listen to them. This, that might be why this movie didn't do well. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. They made a they bunch made of the Matt com- Taylor sitting outside there like, you better not go and see <laughs> Galaxy Quest. They made, they made the convention too, like, too, too outlandish with, with yeah, like, right? news coverage and everything. Yeah, exactly. so. yeah, that's true. They gave him way more like weight than they deserved. Yeah. But, uh, but also, you know, 99, this movie came out. I would like to know if it was anywhere at all close to episode one. Because uh, if it was, then I kind of understand it not I performing well. I think so. So yeah, I mean that that year ninety nine had it was a some stacked year. Dangers. Matrix was ninety nine. Matrix was ninety nine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot. There was a lot of competition for this movie. Um, Brian, we were talking about it before we started shooting. The movie was shot for forty five mil, mm-hmm. and it made about seventy mil worldwide. Uh, seventy mil domestically, Domestic? ninety million worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. So it's yeah. episode one was ninety nine. Also, yep. So Matrix yeah, Matrix was ninety nine as well. Yeah, yeah, it came out. Oh, this came out like. I think it came. It came out in December. Yeah. So, ooh, I think that is when. That's when. Yeah, yeah Star Wars came. Star out. Wars. Star yeah. Wars always came out December. The Christmas time. Yep. Because yep. you you strike them early, getting them to buy the toys, yep. and then the movie comes out in December, where you can't refund your fucking toys yeah. at the movie. So. <laughs> get this little Anakin Skywalker. Yep. Get get, oh, get your pod racing. Yep. yep. Get your pod racing figures. Because then by the time you watch and realizing pod get racing your Watto action figure. This sure does not look like anything bad. No, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that could have something to do with why the movie didn't do very well. Also, it was kind of marketed as a parody of Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I first thought that's what it was. Right. Sir Patrick Stewart thought that's what it was. I thought it was going to be like Spaceballs in all honesty. Right. The first time I heard of this, and I'm granted, I, you said you watched it when you were in, in grade school. Yeah. I watched it when I was in grad school for the first time. <laughs> but you weren't in grad school in 1999. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Just to clear that up. No, 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 no. I, I watched this back in... God, 2016? The year Alan Rickman died. So long ago. Only six yeah. years ago. Well, only six, years, only ago. six years ago. Only so six years ago. Only six years ago. Yeah. Lock yeah. change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six years. But uh, yeah, when uh, my, my friend uh, brought it up and I was like, sounds like a Spaceballs movie yeah. in a yeah. sense. Like this is the... I thought it was going to be another spoof movie and right. I pleasantly surprised it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a lot of it too because a, a lot of people did take it as like, Oh yeah, is it a spoof? We got Tim Allen, who he's he was a Santa Claus, so like yeah. his star wasn't like he's a comedy actor. Yeah, he's yeah, a comedy he's, actor. He's you got Sigourney guy. Weaver, who in a supporting role. Alan Rickman wasn't like he wasn't Snape. Yet, he wasn't really. Snape yet, but he was he was Hans Gruber. He was Hans Gruber, yeah, and he was the Prince of Nottingham. He was a Sheriff of Nottingham. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So like he wasn't really super like well respected as he right. he was more towards the end of his life, uh, and then you have like a bunch of unknowns basically you know what's funny the studio was actually like very much against the casting really um yeah because they didn't they didn't trust in tim allen even though like watching the movie well, he's perfect for the role yeah you know? no i mean i wouldn't trust Probably tim allen else. with a secret either so yeah <laughs> and then siggy weaves they didn't like because she was already tied to alien right yeah i, I was gonna say it wouldn't be her first venture on the space right yeah. and that's kind of what they didn't like they didn't think she'd be suitable for, Cause, oh, for cause this. You, oh if you if we see her we're gonna everyone's gonna see ellen ripley right which actually led I into think the it helped, joke. It that was the. I feel more. like that was the joke with their character. I, I right? like the fact that like her character, she knowed that she knowed. She knew <laughs> that her character was basically this like stand-in, like yeah. like it was a nothing character. Yeah. And we know Sigourney Weaver to be this like fully fleshed Active, out, like, yeah, three dimensional act, act action of badass too. Yeah. Like it's. And then Sam Rockwell as well didn't yeah. even want to be in Galaxy Quest, and then they uh, just thing kind of fell together. Oh really? Yeah. At that time, Sam Rockwell didn't want to be in Galaxy. You Quest? don't want to be in Galaxy. I'm yeah, shocked. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about it also. This is probably one of the few movies where we've actually seen Sam Rockwell not play a character who's a dick. Yeah, he's usually some sort of bigot or racist or just terrible person. It's always Sam Try, Rockwell. I'm trying to remember. But he was a dick in Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, Angels. Three Billboards. Three Billboards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that's a, uh, Iron Man Galaxy 2. Galaxy. Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, I, he was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. With, uh, Sam Rockwell? Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was the president. He was, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He loves space now. Yeah, right? He, he got a taste. He got a taste of space. Taste of space. He could never go back. That's Not as much as Tony Shalhoub got, but you know. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. But, uh... But yeah, and, and 
but they said that you know the cast Jesus. just had great chemistry mm. on set, I and agree. so they so they kept they they kept it the way it was. All right. Um. So, but yeah, the the cast now watching it, seeing all these people and how their careers ended up, except Tim Allen, it's really nice to. Uh, <laughs> it's really you know Tim Allen I think does have a very uh, successful show on right now. Um. I know they're doing another Santa Claus thing on Disney Plus. Are they actually? Really? Yeah. Jesus. I think with, it's a, with I him? think I think it's like a six part mini series or something. Wow. That is unnecessary. They're gonna at the end they're gonna replace him with Chris Evans. Okay. Well, it's because they do with Lightyear. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so the movie. Um, uh, one one thing I'll say, maybe maybe it's preemptive to say this, but. Um, there is was La, Last Man Standing. That's the name oh, of the Tim Allen show. Hey. That was that's it. it. I was that's like, it's it. not Home Improvement. That no. was the old one. It's Last Man <laughs> Last Standing. Last Man Standing. Which is, it seems like it's just kind of like an, an like a setup for him to just make a lot of conservative jokes. Um, but, I feel like yeah, it's a lot of like oh look at my look at my daughters they they liberals and like yeah exactly yeah yeah I know. yeah I it's mean, just something a... to dunk on liberals yeah yeah <laughs> um, but there's a big audience for that so. He makes his money, right? Wasn't that what happened with, uh, what was it, Roseanne or whatever? I think well, so. Well, no, she said something extremely racist and then blamed, like, Vicodin or something. That's what, yeah. Uh, and then I think the makers of Vicodin, it's like, no matter, no amount of Vicodin like, can we'll make you ever make you say that, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, we do a lot of things, but that's not one of them. Yep. Um, and, yeah, in the movie, <clears throat> the plot is pretty much a bunch of actors who play, who, who are in a Star Trek-type show back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Right, uh, come Galaxy through. Quest. Galaxy Gal- Quest. Galaxy uh, Quest. You know, they're sort of running the convention circuit in the 90s. Their popularity is dwindled outside of diehard fans. Right. And uh, the the actor who plays the captain, um, Peter uh, Nesbeth? Jason, uh, Jason Nesbeth Jason, Peter plays ne- Peter Taggart. Peter um, Nesbeth is the Jason Nesbeth. is the basis of the monkeys. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and Ms. Ne- Mrs. Nesbeth is from Toy Story. Is a yeah. brainwashed Buzz Lightyear. Is a, well, yeah. No, that's Buzz Lightyear just going through an identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's drunk at the time. Yeah. If you take drunk, a, you're drunk, drunk on that tea, too many tea parties. Yeah, man. Too many tea parties. <laughs> uh, but Jason Nesbeth, he is uh, con- yeah, uh, he has an encounter with a bunch of who he thinks are fanboys that are very in character as, as right. aliens that uh, beckon him to come and, and say and negotiate with uh, a space terrorist to save their people. Saris. Saris. Yes. Yep. And he comes through thinking it's a gig, whatever, he'll make some yeah. money. Um, doesn't take it seriously. At the end, he realizes it's real, but at that point, his negligence has sort of uh, trapped him and his crew into a... Quest across the An galaxy, inter- intergalactic war. Yeah, I think that's the best yeah. part of it is the fact that he didn't. It didn't trap them. He brought them in on yeah. it. Yeah, right. it, it was first just him because he was like, "I'm clearly the most important person." Yeah, he's very here. self-centered, very self-centered, very narcissistic, yeah. very in love with himself. And then he finally goes back to his his people when he's finally actually like telling them the truth and getting them involved. And at first they don't believe him, which I think is absolutely hilarious because they're like, "Inaccurate." I wouldn't right, believe right, that either. Like, and then uh, uh, um, Shalub is just like, well, would he ever do this again? And they all have that moment where they look at each other like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we got to go catch this guy. Yeah. yeah, it's like, would he ever tell us about a gig before he would just take it himself? Yep. And I, that, yeah, that was set up throughout his selfishness and everything. And even the... Uh, and that traps him in, yes. in space. Well, the movie <laughs> starts with him being an hour and a half late to right. their Because Yeah, you, yeah he's, their he's, he's set up as a very archetypal... Person who's going to be yeah a narcissist mm-hmm. who's going on a redemptive arc too. yes absolutely. so he will learn over the course of time how to be a leader how to yeah to the significance yeah the significance of, the, of, of your other comrades yeah right. your, brother, your brothers and sisters in arms exactly yeah exactly at the end of the day he was the star but like you said there's no commander without a crew that's true so um so anyway it's a, <laughs> the movie is so I, feel, I, I think you might know who I'm talking about once I say it, mm. um, but there was some video essay that I watched a long time ago that uh, separates, there's like kind of three ways to go about um, uh, uh, making a movie that's sort of a tribute to another movie, like satire, right? right? Mm-hmm. One is uh, a parody, mm-hmm. right? Like if you look at Deadpool, it's a parody of the superhero uh, franchise, a superhero genre, yeah, right? Um, and then there's the... Uh, there's like the boys, which is uh sort of like a, a satire that tries to sort of you're take, in the world and then yeah, you're in the God. world, but it's sort of almost uh, the, the other side of it, a yeah, different perspective. Right. not uh, not a glorified one, but one where you see like 
you know, what if it actually was? Yeah, a very pessimistic view yeah. on it. Yeah. You almost get the idea that the people who make the boys don't like superheroes, right? Um, but then there's like a third time, and that's like a Logan type, right? That's a type of reflection on the superhero genre. And, you know, that it's sort of a mix of the two. Right. Where you have the, the, the kind of the boys type where you kind of follow the superhero genre to its... Uh, to its logical conclusion and all the sort of horror that comes with that. More gritty, more realistic. You actually see like the wear and tear, not just on like the person themselves, but the environment, their lives, how it's actually like shaping them. Yeah. Because that like, think back to um, the old uh, Batman the Animated Series or Superman cartoons and everything. And, like, Easily. Justice League even. Like you see them crashing through buildings and everything. Right. People oh, that's like in- yeah, sure. Invincible then, too. Invincible yeah. did yeah. that where the final fight like he smashed into a building and you see people get crushed or you smash yeah. into a, a oh, train. And... I mean, fucking, um, when they're playing catch right. around the world and he throws the baseball through a mountain peak and yes. you have the hikers who are like, fuck. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and what it is, is, it's a critique of that genre, right? Right. It's saying why this genre doesn't work, what's wrong with this genre, right? Yep. And the parody makes fun of the genre, you know? Like, this is why it doesn't work, and that's hilarious. Yeah. But then there's that kind of reaffirming uh, third type, which is like a Logan, where it does kind of show those first two parts, um, what's silly about it, what doesn't, what's, like, you know, horrible and doesn't work about it. But then at the end, it ends up reaffirming the core principles of the genre that we like. Because at the end of the day, Logan is... Someone who you know is a protector, is a badass, and mm-hmm. he and his, in his sacrifice, he starts off lost in the beginning, but by the end, he learns what it is again to be a hero and shows that to the audience. That's right. A, that's a real good take on Logan. I wish we would review it one these days. We haven't done Logan. Never done it, bro. <laughs> we're we we're watching Logan again. Seven man. years I mean, and we haven't could, done Logan. You guys spun the wheel. I mean, I technically you spun the that's wheel. True. It was you on your phone. Wheel. Yes, you your guys, finger. You guys could have said no. It's the unknown. wheel spoke. Yes, it's unknown that's like, number. That's like denying the magic conch. We had no say in the matter. The conch has spoken. All hail the magic conch. <laughs> I like how we all have these ideas for movies to do when we're in the middle of reviewing another movie. When it comes time to pick a movie next time, we're not going to know what to do. Oh, no, yeah. I, yeah. I know what movies we reviewed. Write this down. Write down Logan. <laughs> I don't need to write it down. I know. Yeah, well, you never know it when we have to pick one. <laughs> I like giving other people the option because every time I pick guy. a movie... Oh, Look, I like the wheel. The wheel idea... I, and the wheel I is good, but it's not going to be November every forever. Every time I go, I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up a, a, a comic movie. I get fucking Rolly roll Eyes McGee over here. Like, I'm going to pick again. I'm like, fuck you. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to do Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> um, it's across the eighth dimension, man. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we course. don't even know what the fourth one is. But anyway, so... It's a rock. Yeah, right. Is it it time? Fifth one. Anyway. Sixth. Yeah. (laughs) Seventh. Galaxy Quest is an affirming type of of satire. Yes. In that it starts off, again, kind of poking holes at, you know, the fandom, at the concepts, the the heady sci-fi, and the way that it's shot, and the character archetypes. I I think... it would have worked out. I think Galaxy Quest would probably hit better like now. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because people now know the level of like intensity fans have. When yeah. people, I think there was a documentary like I think it came out either late night like ninety eight ninety nine or early two thousands called Trekkies, mm. where it followed like yes like Star Trek conventions and mm. they, like, how intense they are. Uh, but that wasn't like like around to the general public like it wasn't at block you had to rent movies at blockbuster still at this yeah. time yeah uh, God, blockbuster. but like now right? with like streaming services and everything where you could kind of see like subsequent material but like okay well yeah like but fucking like the my little pony stuff like you know like how intense bronies are yeah, or how, yeah. you know, how intense certain fan bases are <laughs> <laughs> or like even now star wars 2 is now reached oh, yeah. that point of like hyper fandom where like uh you have star wars celebration and d23 yeah. where it just like overtakes it anything marvel harry potter like anything any, yeah any yeah there's a fucking i'm not harry... gonna lie when you said star wars 2 i legitimately thought you were just gonna go off on about all the different things they've literally done from the second star wars movie. From, 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 from the, from the five, from five minute clone wars shorts <laughs> that used to be on tsunami to right. the whole animated show that they yep. had right. to the reboot to 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 the continuation of it it's uh, true they've they've done a lot of stuff to try to make that terrible movie make sense but it still doesn't work <laughs> for me midichlorians <laughs> it's always the answer <laughs> it says yeah yeah. But like yeah, the thing is like I think now like if it it's came out, it's the powerhouse of the of the of Jedi this, cell. The Jedi cell. That's it. You could tell that's what that's all his fucking like inspiration was. The word mitochondria. 
Anyway. George no, Lucas me, is not known for yeah. his scripts. Don't let me get mad. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> let me see it over here for a hot yeah. minute. <laughs> the best is still Harrison Ford's description of, to like, I think, I think Mark Hamill said it to him, uh, said it in an interview. Yeah, or Harrison it was Mark Ford's, Hamill. Where he's like, he goes over to George, he's like, you could write this shit. But you can't say this shit. Yeah. Like that's the difference between you and a good director. Yep. It's like you could you could write down what you want, but you can't look at a person and then look them in the <laughs> eye and tell them exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what I was saying with with nowadays, with everything being kind of so easy to obtain and so easy to know, like fucking, we just had New York Comic Con, which is huge, and like even though it's in New York City, which is one of the biggest cities in the world. You know, it it looks like massive when you have all these people coming in. Oh yeah. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, which is like sold out for fucking years. Yeah. People like camping out in the fucking streets to watch a goddamn trailer. Right. And, and but back then in '99 when this came out, like I don't see that happening. Like because I even said it in the movie, it has to posit the idea that this show is also so lame that two characters in the beginning have to go inside to make fun of it. Yeah. And then at the end to have a news report about the stars missing. Right. Being right. being a nerd wasn't cool yet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'd say if the entire cast of Star Trek The Next Generation didn't show to Comic-Con in like 2005, 2006. They would just say Patrick Stewart missing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would be a bigger No a one big gives deal. a shit about Brent Spiner. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is that Suck like... Suck Brent Spiner. <laughs> I mean, you're right. LeVar Burton, maybe. LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton, yeah. That would be a loss. Leonard Nimoy. That, but, Leonard Nimoy. But, but no, he's well, dead. Yeah. Well, uh, well so is, so is uh, Jonathan Frakes, I think. But my point is, is that if, if this movie had come out in around 2006, 2005, right. it probably would have been a bigger deal yeah. because things like Comic-Con were so big at that right. time. And like you said, the idea of the fandom of these nerdy uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, franchises were much more like well-known at shadows. that. Yeah, and yeah. 99, like they existed, but there was nowhere for them to congregate. There was no attention on right. them. And that might be... In part, why this movie didn't land in the time yeah. that it came out, I say maybe ten years, five to ten years later, probably would have done a lot. Oh better. yeah, I think yeah. Once like fucking YouTube started coming around, and like you could see like people were making fan films. Like yeah. how many how many times have you watched a fan Star Wars lightsaber fight? Like oh yeah. Like sometimes it's better than than yeah. the shit. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with me. I have the power of God yeah. being <laughs> enemy on my side. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like. Like yeah, this is. I think this is a case of it came out way too early, and like yeah. it was ahead of its time. It was a very, time. it was ahead of its time, but not like, but not so ahead that it should have come out now. Right. No. Right. No. It's it's definitely. I think because now I think we're almost kind of past that. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I'm just speaking personally because we're getting older, but I feel like we're past that wait online for two hours at Comic Con sort of stage. No. Oh, yeah. Um, whereas before, I, I there was a time where I would. You know, show up to where I showed up to Comic Con as Marty McFly to get a Pepsi Perfect. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I was living in the city; it was a little more convenient for me. But there was that time, you know. And and I think maybe now, like the cosplaying and the the waves and waves of people. I think COVID might have had something to do with that. COVID too. had a lot to do with you that. Yeah, but that yeah. huge congregation of like OG OD you fans. You think it didn't stop? <laughs> oh, you I, went this I year, just, right? I went this year, yeah. And there was a there was still a lot of people. There wasn't a lot of like things. Well, well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like in terms of presence, oh, you know, yeah. they they started pulling back. I yeah. know, in terms of like who well, was think, showing up, what they were doing. Not yeah. so much the also, fans. The fans were still going to show up. Like, yeah, like the uh, I know they had like Oscar Isaac was there and a couple other like big time people. But in New York, in New York, yeah. yeah. But it was I think it was more of just like, and you could tell now because they do the thing with the meet and greets where it's a very clear like fucking divider yeah. between the person and and like the the, the fans because mm-hmm. they don't want to fucking catch COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, sorry. I mean, no, it, that's it's a bit of a shame, but it yeah. seems like that whole the whole con- convention era of like the early two thousands and even like twenty teens mm-hmm. is sort of on the decline now. Um, yeah. I think it'll start coming back. It just, I mean, as with all things right now, it's just we just need time to rebuild. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it'll come back. I think you're right. I think you're right. <clears throat> yeah, I think that also the thing is, there's not a lot of also, speaking of conventions. There's also not a lot of anticipation for things anymore. That's like it used to be true. like yeah. every year and eight months there'd be a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Now it's like every six months there's like a big fucking Marvel movie where you're like with like two uh, shows in between. Yeah, it's like I got I guess there's six fucking Star Wars shows. They're making between. it a job now. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. It now it's becoming less fun and less of like 
people like I'm excited for this. Someone like, oh, did you see that? Okay. See, I was yeah. I've, I've never been a fan of that, and I first had my first my. Ugh. I had my first experience of that with Halo. Oh, actually, Halo, Halo, yeah. because you had the original Halo games, and then right. Bungie handed Halo off to three four three. Yeah, um, and you we got like Halo four coming out, and we're like, all right, cool, Halo four, let's go. Right, and it starts off, and the first scene, I'm playing the game, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Because apparently, unless you read the books that mm. were the, the licensed books, because we all because there are the um, the 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 outside books, the the ones that have been written by fans, like the fan right. extended yeah. universe, yeah, yeah, the the extended the extended yeah. Halo universe, and like there's a plethora of yeah. Halo books. Out there. I think there's almost like 17 different Halo books that have been out there. Yeah, then again, big. <laughs> then again, I was a Star Wars fan before DVDs, so <laughs> plus I get it. Plus get comics, it. plus whatever, yeah. Yeah. and it almost got lazy to the extent of like, hey, let's fill in missing plot, but if mm. you want to know what it is, you have to go through mm. the extended stuff. Yeah. And then, even with the end of the game, um, the, the the actual last like boss fight really in Halo Four even that doesn't happen in in the game that you you find out what happens in the comics. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, you, How do you have a boss fight and it doesn't happen? You, you in the have game? the boss fight and you get rid of him, but he's not actually gone. You actually deal with him in the comics. You oh, have to actually oh, read sucks. what happens, and it's like, where was this fight? That sucks. Oh shit. So you don't actually fight the guy in the. Not really, no. Damn. That's... See that? See that's There's a difference between rewarding people right. who go out and read all this like auxiliary, uh, yeah, uh, stuff, yeah. and there's a difference between that and punishing people who don't. Oh, it's that you had the same thing with Kingdom Hearts of like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? PlayStation One, and then we're gonna have a game on the Game Boy Advance, yeah. and then we'll go back to PlayStation. So now we're already into Nintendo and and Sony. Yeah. But, by the way, if you like Kingdom Hearts, go check out our boy, The Landy Lodge. Yeah, but he's a big Kingdom Hearts guy. He's a guy. big Kingdom Hearts guy. But yeah, the 2.1, the, the, re- that was, that was just the remixes. To, that was just like, trying to conglomerate everything because... It became a mess. It, it became a mess. You yeah. need, I mean, forget buying a PlayStation. Like, you need a PlayStation. Uh, sorry, you just need a PlayStation 2. They skipped PlayStation 3, PlayStation yeah. 4, and then in between, you needed a Game Boy Advance. You needed the DS. You yeah. needed... Um, what, uh, all these spin-offs and sequels. The were, PSP at were one all point, these I think. Different, Jesus Christ. Yeah, all in these different consoles. I, I bought a video game once every, like, two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I couldn't get into it. Like, Although I hear great things about the new God of War, by the way. I hear fantastic things. I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm so hyped. It's legit. I heard terrible things about the new Batman game, and I'm very sad about it. It Gotham is Knights. trash. Gotham Knights is trash? <laughs> it is hot garbage. Damn. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's what a, a shame. What the game. only reason why I bought a PS3 was the Arkham game. Well, the Arkham games are great. Yeah, Gotham Knights I don't think is the same. It's, it's quality, but no, there's still Arkham... the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, that's there's still that. Yeah. That might be good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so back to Galaxy Quest. Back guys. to Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Tirade over. Let's talk about let's talk about the characters in Galaxy Quest, right? Okay. Because. What I think is very clever here is that not only is every cast member sort of playing, again, that kind of uh, sci-fi archetype mm-hmm. that's often you know, lauded at and, and made fun of in parody, like the, um, like the, you know, the, the, the brash and uh, right. commander and the, you know, the, the, the sexy, like not really there doing anything, like first mate, and the, uh, you know, the engineer the, the in the back, the pilot. Yeah. The doctor. Uh, the, the doctor, right. yeah, exactly. The doctor that's always questioning the, yeah. the captain, you know, his number two, his Spock, so to speak. All these archetypes are represented in the show, and then their actors are actually the the kind of archetypes of people who have been that, like the guy who's classically trained, he's too good for this, the woman who, you know, demands to be taken seriously, right. mm-hmm. the guy that's surprisingly comfortable with where he is with everything. <laughs> and then this the guy then the captain who thinks he's a the like the Tommy from Power yeah. Rangers type. Yeah. The, the Jason kid. I, Yeah. The kid the also. kid who's yeah. who's like a grown man now. He's, he's a, uh, he was I wouldn't say grown man. I think he was like a teenager or something. No, he was a grown man. Was he a grown man? I mean, he was an in adult. The, in Galaxy? Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the show, he was a kid. He was a kid. In the show, yeah. I think... Yeah. Yeah. He was like a grown man at yeah. this point. And then he's, have, like conser- he's like 25. Yeah. Point, yeah. Let's just say, yeah. yeah. Then you have like... What's his name? Like Jason David David Frank, the guy that played Tommy? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who's like, at this point, if you read about him, he's kind of like still living off of that. That look, high. That high of being Tommy. Oh, yeah. And that's sort of like. That's never his, going away. It's he never going never away. not turn down a cameo Yeah, Absolutely not. And that's sort of what Jason uh, Nesbeth is is yeah. doing in, in this movie. Nesmith, sorry. Is doing in this movie. And so it's funny because the characters that they play are archetypes, but then the actors that they're playing are also archetypes. Yeah. And then from there, they each go on their own arcs that not only allow the actor characters to grow, but then the characters in game are sort of reaffirmed and vindicated right. in, yeah, in like, like the like you know, uh Dr. Lazarus is uh He hates the fact that he's known for say it's one catchphrase. Catch yep. But by the end spo- by the way, spoiler alert, yeah. the movie's almost thirty years old. Uh if you haven't seen it yeah. in the past thirty it's, years. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh it's not a, you have to rent it on Amazon, I apologize. Also, we've been talking about it for like half an hour yeah. already. Well, have we, uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, like he's one of these things where like now if you like if you'll hear like John Cena talk about it or whatever, it's like the thing that made him famous. He presents like Cena is not like, but no, that. but that's what I'm saying. Oh, you, in Doctor Lazarus, yeah, in oh, Doctor, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. resents it. But if you like listen to John Cena like talk, it's like no, that's why I'm famous. So why would I hate that? Like that, yeah. like this made me like elevate where it came so, from. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but a lot of actors are like that. Like they want to, they don't want to be known for what made them famous. They right. want to, you know, sort of branch out of that. Well, you got the notion. Also, I feel at least I got yeah. the notion that with with Lazarus. Um, it almost feels like he sunk down. Yeah. Because yeah. In, in the very opening bits, you have the whole thing. Like, apparently, because he's ranted about it before. Mm-hmm. I opened for King whatever. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I had I had five I, uh, five encore performances, and uh, yeah. or five curtain calls. Yes. And whatever. And it, you, you can hear it. It's just like, he, he's, a lot of them, it feels like, are like, what are we doing with our lives yes. in, in, yeah. a, in a sense the, except except for except, yeah. for jason nesbitt. except for jason nesbitt yeah. he's yeah. he's there he comes in finger guns a blasting right. like yeah. hey guys two, two hours late yeah two hours late and yeah that, and you can sort of understand the frustration of all the characters but you know one thing that if you just take it at that then you would say yeah this is a parody of sci-fi mm-hmm. and of those of those 80s shows and you know, uh, people that are sort of stuck in that rut, actors that are stuck in that rut after. But by the end of the movie, not only are you rooting for these characters who have all, like, grown and changed, but you sort of get a new appreciation for the the prototypes, the archetypes that they played. And that's sort of what I'm talking... That's another example of what I was talking about with that reaffirmation Mm -hmm. of the genre that Galaxy Quest shoots for. You can... By the end, you can tell that this is actually a love letter. And, uh... No, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Cause, I'm sorry, because it is, it's like these aliens have based their, like, existence off these, like, uh, historical, uh... Historical documents. Uh, historical yeah. documents. Yeah. But to, like, to the actors, like, it's like, it it takes them a long time to figure out, like, we have to be this for them to, like, because that's what makes them, like, tick. This yeah. is yeah. their existence, so why are we, like, looking down on it? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah you, you said exactly. You yeah, can look at, actually... So much better than I You can look at Tim Allen's, like, first time when he's, like, it's all fake, right. when he's yelling at uh, Justin Long, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and there's disdain for it, you right. know, and what he's saying, and he's doing, he's, he's spiteful about it, he's flashing out, mm-hmm. and then you look at the second time he has to admit it's fake to Malazar. 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 And, yeah, Malazar exactly. with an M. That's what it is, Malazar. <laughs> And and you can see the, the the anguish in him as he's telling this man that his whole his whole reality is it's, is a lie. Right. And it's a great metaphor for it, what he's actually like. How seriously these people actually take it. Talk about literal cultural canceling. Yeah. But, uh, but also, yeah. it's it's great. It's it's paired with uh, actually a great bit of dialogue where the uh, Sarah said, "You've done something worse than I ever could." Yeah. yeah. Like you give him hope. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like like I I. I he, this guy's literally Sarah's flat out just committing genocide on these people. Oh right? yeah, you literally have just given them a whole false pretense to life, right. and everything that they stand for is a lie. Is yeah. a lie. Yeah. yeah. Not intentionally. I love when villains get to do that. I love when villains get yeah. to like call the hero out on their bullshit. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. Oh. What do you guys think of Sarah's as a villain? Fine. I thought he was a good villain. Yeah. I thought he looked great. I thought. Absolutely. Oh, the prosthetics in yeah. this, fantastic. The, the costuming. Phenomenal! You yeah. you made the great comment too before of like you get four good outfits, the rest are gonna be like you're gonna be covered helmet wise because that's yeah. all we can afford right now. Like in al- like in the second Aliens movie, we got yeah. only, there's only Dave's what, five? cousin worked for Fifth Element, so we got yeah. some guns, <laughs> yep. but we cannot do the faces. So what I loved was that the quality is there, but at the same time, it's still kind of reminiscent of like Star Trek when oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's a guy in a suit. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I loved that that how they sort of played both sides of that with this, you know. Yeah. 
it was definitely an homage to like bad prosthetics, but it was also very well done. Yeah, it wasn't like the Gorn or yeah. whatever the No, like, the Gorn it was the Gorn from Star Trek. From Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, we but just see Yeah, kinda of like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more of like, yeah, it is like uh Klingons or the mm-hmm. Borg. Like you yep. can tell like they they've up their budget and the effort towards yeah, Doctor Lazarus. He's Spock in character, but the appearance of him is very much a like a like a Klingon type uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, homage. The finhead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it's and it's cool because you know again you have this actor that you know knows he looks ridiculous with this stuff, mm-hmm. right? He has to put it on every time he makes an appearance, right? But he knows it's for the love of the show. Yes, yes. and the show must go, go on. on. Yes. And oh, it's Stan, it's, it's, there was a Stan Winston effect, so it's Stan Winston house, so obviously that's why he's good. Hmm. Uh, I'm actually not familiar with a Stan, Stan Winston. Stan Winston's done, like, everything. Like, oh, he's, okay. He's, like, any, like, hold on, let me read off some of his credits for yes, you. Yes, please. Um, because you know, this... he also has a house where he's, he, like, will groom other makeup artists. Nice. So he has done Terminator, Terminator oh. 2, oh, okay. Jurassic okay. Park. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Aliens. Alien. Oh, no. Okay. Back when it was actual like physical makeup yeah. and costuming that was done, it was good. Very Planet good. of the Apes, the TV show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that this is the seventies. What are you gonna do? You know. What are you gonna do? It makes me think of um. God, what was the show? Face Off. Anyone oh, ever watched yeah. Face oh, yeah. Off? The he John did, Woo movie. Fa- yeah, he did the, no, no, he did no, no, the first two. Show. Oh, the show. It was a makeup. It was a makeup oh, artist yes, show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have where, seen that. Where they would actually yes. have three professional makeup yes. artists. They would do some pretty great stuff they on did that. Phenomenal he did Batman like Returns as well. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's like, his name fucking rings Batman bells. Batman Returns. Yeah. That's not... That's, that's not, Danny DeVito. That's, as yeah, that's not Two-Face. That's Penguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's like, a great job too. Yeah, he's like Stan, the Stan Winston house is like prolific. Wow! So knowing awesome. that he had a hand in, it's like yeah, I think it makes sense. Oh, you know what? Um, I just figured out your birthday present. It's not Stan Winston. I think he's dead. No, but I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna take you to the gym. <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> yeah, he's right? actually in yeah. this box. <laughs> that's been dragging around his sticky hey, shoe. We box. had to do something with all the space in the studio. Okay, please welcome Stan <laughs> Winston. Winston. Yeah. Oh, look at that. He also brought Jim Henson too. Oh yeah. my god. Well, yes, that actually is the present. Uh-huh. I am going to take you to the Museum of Moving Image hey. to the Jim Henson exhibit. Sick. Because it's go. right up your fucking alley. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're you're gonna fucking. All right. It. Where are we going? We'll have a live show, boys. Yes. It's in a store. Have you been? I have not. Uh, my buddy used to work at the Museum of Moving Image. Um, Juan, actually, you've met Juan. Oh, Juan. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he's a big film guy as well. He's number Juan. Number he's number Juan in my heart. In Juan mi cora, in, in mi corazón. Oh. And uh, <laughs> it, we'll, 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 uh, this is not a bilingual podcast. Yeah, I know, right? It's only English. Only American. The one thing I ask. Yep. And I'll bring and I, and, I'll, and it's in Astoria. Okay. We'll no, grab some good. arepas, Ooh. which are fucking delicious. Yeah. And and we'll get you. I, I got you. Um, okay. that's the, that's the fucking game. We've been trying to figure something out for like a month. Now actually. I got, now I got to get rid of that Deadpool coaster I got you for Christmas. Yeah, I know. Try a little harder this time. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I definitely have enough of. It's Deadpool merchandise. My <laughs> friend. No. Yeah, you haven't met Cynthia, I don't think. No, no, no but uh, you've met Cynthia. I you met Cynthia, yeah. She but yelled at me last time I saw her. So. That's right. That's right. Um, that's how she greets. That's honestly how she is with most people. Yeah. But uh, my college friends, including Cynthia, uh, you know, bless her heart, um, found out that in college or in high school, rather, I liked Deadpool. Like most kid, like most male, ma- right. like most men in co- high school and college, right. right? And they sort of are like, okay. If I want to get something for Matt's birthday or for Christmas, and I'll get him something with Deadpool on it. Right. And I, up to now, they keep getting me things with Deadpool on it. Right. And I'm a 30-year-old man. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with liking Deadpool as a 30-year-old man. But I really don't need another t-shirt with him. Where does he rank, though, and for your... Am I superhero tier list? Yeah. He's honestly not that high anymore. Mm. You know what? I would say that he's become, you know, and this is sort of on theme with the episode, a parody of himself. Oh, that's, yeah, very true. Well, I mean, he yeah. was written as a parody. He was written as a parody, right? But now he's not a parody of superheroes anymore. He's a parody of kind of Deadpool now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does, that. what people don't, like, look into is that there is a very dark side to Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Not just him being a psychopath, but just a very sad story of, a you know, a man that, Again. I think they glazed over that in two seconds in the movie. Yeah. Where the guy next to him in the bed is like, oh, I'm dying. He's like, oh, you're dead. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Sucks to suck, buddy. You know, but, but, that, but Wade Wilson, at his heart, is somebody who wanted to be a hero, who wanted to be Captain America. Just and like that... Captain Nesmith. 
Yep. Captain nope. Taggart. Captain Taggart. Captain Taggart. Commander Taggart. Commander We're back. Taggart. We're back. Wrap me back. You wrote me back in. I was saying, it's almost 40 minutes and we've talked about this movie for 10 minutes. You're right. It deserves more. Uh, my Deadpool rant will be will be postponed. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and what's fun about the movie is that... The sets. The sets are so The set fun. design. They're so good. The set design is fantastic. Because it's intentionally... Everything, everything's built. Yeah. Yes. It's intentionally it, looks like plywood. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, and and that they make it make sense in in the story and outside of it, yes. right? I mean, even even the the gimmicky um, the traps that the ship yes. would have on the right. inside, yes. where even the crew is going through, is like, why is this here? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> why would we have this? Because it was because it was show. in the show. The countdown that stops at one. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they have, what a clever bit. Natural classic bit. Oh no! What's the bad guy, evil alien, gonna do? Let me blow up the ship with their reactor core. Timer stops at one because timer never reached zero on the show, so no one knows actually what happens. (laughs) But that's true. But at the same time, a big crux of the plot is that the Omega Thirteen nobody knows what it does, and then at the but then it still functions. They didn't just what is Omega Thirteen because we haven't explained what they have no idea what Omega Thirteen is. Right. So the the movie that goddamn it. I mean, fair point. It's it's been almost twenty years. What are you doing here? It's it's a bit of a MacGuffin, but it's some. It's a it's a power source uh, that you know it was designed. It was made and referred to many times in the show, Mm -hmm. right? And, And it's something that is on board the the ship and. It was never fully explained in the show what it does. There's a lot of fan it's, theories. It's a, like a deus ex machina kind of, where it yeah. can either destroy the world or save the world. Right. You know? yeah. They never had to actually use it, yeah. right? But there are fan theories on what it does, um, which is also just a great nod to the culture right, of yeah. like fan theories that maybe probably the writers never oh. even intended on answering. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Fan theories are like... Fan theories, the fan, fan fiction. Yeah. And you have like uh, Justin Long, the nerd that they are able to communicate with because they switch communicators. Great, like great callback, like great. A, early, an hour and a half later, yeah, right? An early setup. Great setup. Yep. Great delivery, and um, and he sort of uh, posits that while well, many think that it is just a bomb, essentially something it's that will a destroy. matter deconstructor, yeah. and some believe it's almost like a matter reconstructor. Yeah, rearranger. Yeah. Um, in a way that allows you to go into the fourth dimension in time travel, right? So still four less than what Buckaroo Banzai did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but four times better than Buckaroo Banzai. So it's hearsay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't weigh in on this one. I don't know anything. I'll end you with a DVD. Off. You're better off. So um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Matt's been scarred by this. So so a while ago, uh, we decided like to review six years ago. Yeah, we decided to review one of Brian's uh, a movie that Brian really liked called Buckaroo Banzai. It's an old Jeff Goldblum film from the '80s. Well, there we go then. Yeah. Say Jeff, no more. I I have a solid idea then. Jeff right? Goldblum, Peter Weller, Christopher Lloyd, yeah, uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, it's great. Okay. However, I was in a cutting phase when I watched this movie. Not was, cutting. No, no, not, not no, cutting. Oh, oh, weight cutting body weight. Cutting body, body weight. weight. Body um, weight. I was gearing up for a competition, and I needed to make a weight class. I was very carb depleted. And when so I cranky. when I watched the movie, it was very cranky, and it maybe didn't land on the most. Uh, Get well, this man some bread. Yeah, that's what I. It, the movies now have to have a bread rating to yeah. it. So if I, was, I watch a movie before, it's like you're gonna need a loaf of bread. Yeah, he will tell me. It's like you want to carve up for this one. Yeah, he'll tell me that now. I've learned. Uh, yeah, I've Galaxy learned. Quest, however, is a movie that I could watch carb free. Yeah, I mean, um, that said, we did have a lot of carbs, but I. Yeah. But hey, it all it did was enhance the movie, right? Because like I was saying, the set design. Right, in a way, like on one hand, it looks like a set because it was yes uh, mm-hmm. uh, outside in in the, it was a TV show. But on the other hand, in movie, the aliens made it look like a set because that was what they based it off of. Yeah. But then also in our in our sort of sphere of things, it's a set because it's a movie. Right. So yeah, there is that <laughs> there is that fine line of camp that you, yes. you have to be able to cross, where it's like there's the the fine line between camp and serious, and the camp the camp and really camp. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that they were able to take a campy set, make it look like a practical campy set, yeah. mm-hmm. and then also still having it be campy and mm-hmm. also look 
like oh they they just put up some plywood kind of here but they like put on some new finish to it yeah and it's i like how the movie kind of goes in both directions with mm. that kind of camp like for example take dr lazarus's uh catchphrase right like grab thor's hammer you you shall be avenged right and he hates it in the beginning and it's the goofiest thing right and by the end he actually delivers it in a very alan rickman heartfelt emotional. like emotional way right and adds that gravitas to it and then on the other hand you have, you know, Siggy Weaves is, uh, honestly, I just called her Siggy Weaves for the whole movie. I don't actually know her, her character or her character's name. Gwen. Um, Gwen. Yeah. Yes. Well, Gwen's, Gwen. Yeah, that's right. Gwen. Gwen. Gwen was her name. That's right. So Siggy Weaves. Gwen Mason? Could be. Could be. So Siggy uh, Weaves complains about. Gwen DeMarco. Oh. Hey. Semi there. I had hey. To, you you had weren't a, that far you off. Had an M, you had an A. You just didn't care where they were. Right? So Gwen <laughs> is concerned throughout the movie. Well, she doesn't like that. You know, nobody even paid attention to her character. She barely had any lines. She just kind of re, 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 just repeated what the computer said, and and her top was she's a, the real she's well. a woman in sci-fi. She was a woman in sci-fi, so yeah. her boobs were out and all of that, right? And then it's it's not made serious at all, but they sort of lean into the camp mm-hmm. in in the climax of the movie, just going through these uh, these different obstacles. She loses more and more of her of her shirt <laughs> and her zip, until in the end she's like. Just a bra under her <laughs> costume that's half zipped and torn apart, yep. and they lean into that, you yep. know, and they and they sort of making fun of that and having, well, yeah. There, there was a like a criticism of her in Alien and Aliens where she's just mostly in her underwear throughout the movie, mm. like not an, mostly, like one scene in each one, movie, one, yeah, right, I th- yeah, I think, but Alien, yes, she would like that was like very a, unflattering underwear, yeah. yeah, like I think that was the thing where it's like more people were just like. Oh, this is all she is. So mm. having that also in like the background, yes. Like, studio saying like it's because she's attached to it, but like the fact that she's also commenting on the criticism that she received yeah. for one of the one of the roles that like made her defined her, yeah, 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 defined her career. Yeah, I'm sorry, did I? She not kick an alien's ass? Absolutely, in, in, multiple, in, in, multiple aliens, certified badass. hundred percent, one of the greatest action heroes of let, all time, Ellen Ripley. Let me take a flamethrower. Let me take a oh, rifle. Yeah. Like whatever it is. Get away I from you, her. You get away from her, you bitch. You yeah. bitch. You fucking tied the duct tape to the rifle. Yep. Uh, sorry, duct taped the flamethrower to, to the, the rifle. rifle. Yeah. Yep. Yo, Ella Ripley. Anyway, so anyway, yes, but then they lean in that direction with right. it, and then you know they, they're just a lot of like we haven't even talked about Sam Rockwell. He's there, dude. Yeah. Not but only he doesn't he there. do a Sam Rockwell. So I feel like there's a level of Sam Rockwell that we did not get because he, he was not Sam Rockwell yet. No, but he was he was that kind of goofy Sam Rockwell. You saw though. the start of you saw the I would say a smidgen in the very beginning he was like, hey, you probably don't recognize me because of the sun because of glasses, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. You think you think you could kind of get me that callback? Yeah, like, you know when that he sleazy, did, yeah. Of and when he did that, I kind of thought he was going to be like that sleazy character, right. but he ended up not being that guy at all. He was just like because once shit got real, he's like, oh shit. I'm gonna die. I play the guy, the guy that dies. Yeah, right. And I'm a red some, shirt. Dude, I'm, I don't live. So many fucking <laughs> hilarious lines where, like, somebody's always got me when they're in the rock planet, like right. the little aliens, mm-hmm. and then they realize they're cannibals, and then Gwen just screams out, "Let's get out of here before they kill the guy!" Yeah. Like she's. <laughs> like, they all resign themselves to the fact that like, if any one of us is gonna, gonna die, die, it's, it's gonna, gonna be guy. <laughs> Except, like, except for our man uh, Shaloub. Shaloub, yes, Tony Shaloub. Yes. Every time it's like, man, you don't have to be that guy, dude. You can be a different guy because you got you got him like running, like kind of scared for his life the whole time. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna be the guy that dies. And then he gets that big character moment, that save the cat moment. In Brian's words, when he it's not my words, it's the screenwriter. You're the only one that uses it, and. Uh, where he's like, you know what? I'm gonna sacrifice my life. I've accepted my fate. I'm this the is guy what that I'm dies. meant to do. Right. Well, that's not technically a save the cat moment. It's just save the people. A save the cat moment is something small. Save that's the. A, you see this? Like, Look, you you you're the one who life. parted with him for seven it's his years. Life. I'm, this is my first time on I here. I don't know shit about it. I mean, I say that to say this is Brian's line. He knows it in and out. To he knows what it means. Save the cat moment is like if a kid kicks a ball across the street and the hero of your movie picks it up and hands it to the kid. Because it's something small that he'll do for someone that has no bearing on his on his journey. See, Not Brian's quote. It's Brian's line. So in D and D terms, this is a level. You're comparing a level one oh, just, issue to yeah. a level, just, level five. Hey, just just want to say this. Just wait to fucking D and D. I'll get you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you guys back. Save this fucking cat. It's twenty feet tall. 
You've already had a scene with a lizard that's that size. That's his goal. It's just that's true, size. actually. Yeah. Forget that. Strike that from the record. Yeah. <laughs> I'll edit it out. No, it's been done. It's been done. Um, but yeah, so he goes to kind of get, again, that, that he goes to make that sacrifice play. He accepts his role as the guy that dies. Right. Just for a time, Tony Shalhoub just be like, you don't really have to do Brother, that. there's a better way. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is. If you want to know what it is, go see the movie. Right. But... And then, uh, what? And at the end, they even do time travel in this movie. Yeah, a bit, a, a little, little bit. bit, a little bit. The only to only to the extent where you know, enough to make a difference. Yeah. Thirteen seconds. Hey, that's a lot. Yeah, time travel is an extremely unwieldy power, and some would say it's almost irresponsible to. I to feel like that's more it. of a pointed, huh? A pointed argument. I'm sorry. When you're you're ba- you're you're, I'm sorry. We're building a. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I have to see who your third pick is. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but yeah. So time travel, very you know, uh, unwieldy. It's a time. It's a sci-fi like staple. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so, and especially in Star Trek, they love to use those high concept, uh, you know, technological like plot devices. Well, I mean, even just teleportation. Yeah, moving at moving at light speed in general, and then in the new Star Trek movies where they had teleportation at light speed because. Yeah. I don't know how many people are familiar with Heisenberg's uncertainty principle and things like that, but this is why Back we do hand. it. Yeah. This is why we do it. You guys saw Breaking Bad. I mean, <laughs> yes. So you were. Oh, I mean, good. as we all know. Yeah. Yeah. But just you know, for the fans that don't, for the audience, at 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 a at a molecular level, yep. at an atomic level, when you have the electrons in the electron cloud moving around, you can either know where something is or how fast something is moving, you cannot know both at the same time. Right. So the fact that even in sci-fi, it's like, let's have something move at a speed that we cannot reach, mm-hmm. and we can... I don't know, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? We could reach light speed. Yeah. <laughs> that was all real, by the way. Yeah. Tom Cruise said it was. Tom Cruise said it was true. said it was true. Tom Cruise never lied to me before. So. No. And he does all his own stunts, so I mean... So to, tr- so to know how fast something is going... Is like you know, light speed, and to place something on it so you have to know exactly where it is. That's it's not, not easy. It's very, very difficult. Yes. Nigh impossible. through a yeah. canyon and then going up backwards. Yep. And you know, and trying to and, save lives when you have drones available. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm telling you, just Top Gun. Same concept. Same. Very difficult. Nigh impossible. But Tom, I think and in both did, cases, and he, and he Tom did it. And he did it with time it. to spare. That's right. He, he did, did it with time to spend. That's he right. said it was a two-minute mission. He did it in a minute and a half. Because <laughs> he cut it down to 145. Yeah. He's recall. the best Top Gun of all Top Guns. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he would never pass Top Gun. He's Top Gun Maverick. Right? Um, but anyway, guys. I'll give... This. Look, we're getting close to the point where I say we have to grade this movie. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a good couple minutes to just talk glowingly about Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I feel we're all we're all kind of in our different Rickman stages. I knew him. What stage are you in? I was Hans Gruber, yeah. Sheriff of Nottingham, Alan Rickman. Yeah, I didn't really catch on to that. I, I, I didn't. Snape. I was. I didn't get Harry Potter. Until I was then. Sheriff of Nottingham, Severus Snape. Yeah. I was a Hans Gruber, Severus Snape. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know. He, we all have our <laughs> the Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. The Alan. Rick, Rick I came into Gruber diagram. later, but mm-hmm. for okay. me, it was it was it was still first. Like it was it, first. First, it was. Um, I'm blanking even on what the first one was. Oh my god! Because the first thing is always just Severus Snape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like when Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Sherwood Forest, Sheriff yeah, of Nottingham. Sure, that's yeah. Not yeah. It, yeah, thank you. He was so like fucking wilding on that fucking movie. Oh yeah, yeah. and because like it was Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, and him, <laughs> just like. He's the only one who has an actual English accent in an, a yeah, movie right. set in England. Yeah. <laughs> Where, Unlike other Robin Hoods, I can talk in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Fucking, oh, I love Mel Brooks movies so much. Uh, but yeah, like Alan Rickman is this one guy who, I think that like the the whole idea of like an actor who's like feels that they're too big for the roles that they're in is not something that ever crossed his mind. Right. Because yeah. like you look at stuff he's done, it's like. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, right. you're fucking Alan... You're Alan Rickman. But it's like, every story you hear, like, if you hear about, like, Kevin Smith talking about Dogma, or you hear about, uh, yeah, anybody who dealt with him, even, like, Daniel Radcliffe and all the Harry Potter kids, mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, he came to fucking work every day, a hundred percent, just ready to go. That was it. And is the like the dude. Yeah. yeah. He had some good. I mean, granted, he still had his fun on set. Yeah. Sure. He's, but he's, like, he's still pulled his. But he never yeah. like he never like walked in. Is like, don't talk to me. I'm oh, just yeah, here to do no. my thing, and I'm here to leave. Right. He always gave himself to the. He's always the, personable. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he took it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, he took it uh, sincerely, and you could even see that in this. And it's funny that. Um, the character that he plays in this, Dr. Lazarus, is that guy who thinks he's too good for the role because Alan Rickman can play that great because he is a very, like, well-trained, um, professional, classy actor. He gives this scene gravitas. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of fucking weight to everything he, like, says and, like, even if, like, he snarls, it's like, that's a good fucking song. That's a good song. (laughs) Yeah. And so to see this guy, like, play this goofy role. With a thing on his head. With a thing on his head. And still give it everything. See him actually charging into a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you expect to think. That, I mean, granted, it, most times we think Alan Rickman fighting. For me, it's usually just waving a stick sword, around. Yeah, yeah. No, waving right. a stick oh, around because it's just yeah. a wand. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the man throw hands. No. <laughs> no, but this, that's exactly it. We have him movie. in this movie yep. running towards the bad guys yep. and, you know, but, by Grabthar's hammer. Yeah. Even in this movie, they cut right before he starts throwing. Yes. Yeah, yes. He's, like, he was because gonna, he was gonna kick the one guy when he was down. They stopped him. They pulled him yeah. out. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa it's man! Like, hey, it's too it's, real. It's too. It's too real. Rickman it's too done. raw. Yeah. <laughs> this is the uncut Rickman. Uh, I don't know how old he was in this movie. Um, oh. I know Siggy Weeps was fifty, by the way. Fifty. She still looks. She good. was fifty when she shot this God movie. Damn. God yeah. damn, Siggy. But um, like, Rickman looked like he was graying already. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, you know. He and he also does his the layer of comedy that he has, where like when he goes by grab Thor's hammer and you just see the light in his eyes die, and he goes, "What a savings!" You, know? you, 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 you see a little bit of his soul die yes. every time. He's fifty three. Every 53. time he either every time he either says it, yeah, or he hears it, yes. Because yeah. yeah, you have all the naturally you have all all the fans and whatnot when they're showing up for for uh, for the autograph and everything, and. Actually, they gotta say the line, and I mean, granted, you get tired hearing that. Yeah, I can imagine after so long, and you just see the disdain. Like, the disdain. You're yeah. just like there. There was that time where people started saying about like Chadwick Boseman before. Yeah, the, 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 know, the, the yeah, forever, the forever. forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. but also now we know it's like, oh no, he was fucking. He dying. was dying. He was dying. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive him for that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another one that's that stuck around. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I, I think just. The way he plays his role, and that that's the fact that he is so good at showing disdain. Yeah. You know, it just made him perfect. But it was more than that, because to me, one of the best moments is when he has that moment of realization of how much his role actually impacted one character yeah. that they do meet. And that's all he ever wanted, because all yeah. he ever felt like the entire time was just second fiddle to... Yes, uh, he to, thought the spotlight uh, was large, but it's actually very. It's very. Yeah. It's very it's small. very 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 small. Very focused on, on on Taggart's character on on uh, Commander Taggart, mm-hmm. and we we can actually see the moment where, after so long of probably not even wanting to say this line, he actually says it with heartfelt conviction. And you see what and, it meant to that. And guy. you see what it meant to that to that to that one character. Guys, about to cry. His eyes are all. Like, it's actually. It was <laughs> touching. Okay. <laughs> He's really no, but that's actually a really really good point. Yeah. And that you sort of you, you kind of see his, why he became an actor was to was to, yeah. to to reach out and and connect with people. And it's one of those scenes too. Like it, it just stays in your head because like you you memorize even like when that pause is when he says the line. You're yeah. Like, yeah. It's right, there. it's right there. Hits. Yeah. Hits, dude. Speaking of hits. Is that, that time. is that the shoot? No, not yet. No, oh. We have to grade this thing. Let's do it. Okay, so usually how we grade things, Nick. We Depending we, on the movie. Yeah, usually we do it a, a 1 out of 10. Okay. Right? Um, and, and, you know, don't worry about being harsh. Don't worry about being generous. Yeah. Just, you know, say how it feels. Sometimes when we watch a movie that we know out of 10 is not very good, yeah. but mm-hmm. we enjoy it a lot, we'll also kind of... Uh, give What's a, that personal bias factor that yeah. still goes into it? It's, like, it's like a personal like, yeah. rating. Like a, yeah. like a John Wick, like a Bad yeah. Boys 2. Yeah. Where, you know, bad Boys 2 is not the same as like a Goodfellas. Like a Schindler's List. Yeah, Or yeah. a Schindler's List. Yeah. Schindler's List. Yeah. A Schindler's List, that's a 10 out of 10. But are you going to be with the boys watching Schindler's List, knocking elbows, be like, oh, you see that? Yeah. No, yeah. you're not going to get two elbows on that. If you're watching Bad Boys 2... Right? Is that a what is it out of ten? Maybe a four. Four. But the whole time you're like, yo, you see that car flying? You're, you're having, 
you're, elbow on elbow you're, action. You're, 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 uh, you're having like, fun the entire I time. I also yes. like the fact that we got Mikey to watch Bad Boys on a flight down to Florida. And he liked it. And he liked it. Now he's got to watch Bad Boys too. he's watched it. Oh, yeah? I think so. I, I Let hope so. Let me check his letterbox. I hope so, because it's fantastic. It's the best but, movie. So, so now we rate, we if, if necessary, we'll rate things in two ways. We'll rate it out of ten, and we'll rate it one out of two elbows. Like kind of a two thumbs up. Two Brobos. Okay. So in this movie, honestly, I think it's good enough that we could just rate it out of ten. Yeah, it's you not. A, it's not a bro elbow, bro elbows movement. Uh, right. It's like not, it's not a. You could you could genuinely just appreciate it the way it, it was meant to be appreciated. He gave Bad Boys two five stars. Yeah. Out of five. Oh yeah. Okay. It's Letterbox. Yeah. Okay, that's appropriate. Um, and, it, and it's on par with Mikey, but yeah. but also it's it's a fantastic uh, <laughs> uh, adrenaline filled joyride. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy <laughs> Quest. I, I I start things off. I would give this movie like an eight. I would give it like an eight. I'm, on a like a regular movie scale. Yeah. An eight. Yeah. Okay. I'm high on this movie. Matt is high on this movie. Yeah. Nick, I was also leaning towards an eight out of ten. Just gonna make me seem like a real dick. No, you, what were you gonna give it like a six? Six and a half. Yeah. That's fine. No, that, I can see that. Yeah. Well. Well. What? What? We only talk about how good the movie is. What brings it down for you? No, I don't think it's anything that brings like it too down. I don't think like. There's, like, a glaring omission of, like, incompetence or anything. I think that a lot of it is, like, it is shot very flat. It mm-hmm. does seem like this is, like, there's no, like, gra- I, when they do, like, the, the CGI, like, space shit, it's like, okay, that's cool. But they don't sort of, like, use their space properly. Like, when they're all, they're all grouped up together. Yeah. So it's like, they're right there on the wall. It's not like you expand, like, you see how big the ship actually is, or you don't, yeah. like, you, you, you're kind it's of like, like... Things like scale. Scale, and stuff, yeah. yeah. And that, like, that small shit, like, um, yeah. I, I could if always... If they use... actually had a comparison of the two ships actually next to each other, yeah. Yeah. that's one thing. Because any time we saw the oh. ships, it was always one ship and flash to the other ship. Another right. ship. And then... And also, I'm not a fan of, uh, of the reckless... Uh, safety hazard that they caused at the end of the movie where they oh, yeah, bust through true. a wall and everyone's like, we're super cool with this. Oh, yeah, well, you know, 1999 was a different I know, time. It was, it was, it was a, a wild time. time. It was yeah. a different there, time. There was a miscommunication somewhere. You can't do that, in, in, you can't do that you can't in 2022. Do of course not. No, but I, um, no, I, I mean, will say that there were some things that I appreciated. Like, I will say that a lot of it was kind of shooting that Star Trek uh, like yeah. cockpit kind of view. Yeah. Um, and that might have, maybe they played a little too much within those confines. Mm-hmm. confines. Yeah. But I will say that once shit got real, you could, I was t- I told you when we were watching, you kind of feel the film, grain, the film grain like change yeah. into like a more like gritty, like serious. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I appreciated that. But, but I would say overall, you're right. It does have kind of like a, it doesn't really show any kind of creativity with how it's shot. Yeah, and also, I, can I mean, see that. I, 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 you guys were, like, popping off. I have not really no, like, this, I think this may be the first time I watched it fully, straight through. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. I would have okay. talked less if I knew that. No, no, it's fine. I, I, would, I would not have made as many dumb jokes I as pref- I did. I prefer it. seeing, like, if this meant something to you guys, and, like, yeah, like, that's also the experience of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind, like, Especially when we're watching it here, like in a movie theater, I yeah. can, you stay the fuck quiet. Of course, well, yes, unless it's like Captain Etiquette. America picking yeah. up a hammer. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. everybody should yeah. be in the theater for that yeah. scene because it's, yeah. it's it's that kind of that's that kind of scene. But like, I do appreciate like a quiet theater. Yeah, even though I do talk a lot when the movie's fucking terrible, well, I, I will go off on it. Well, you gotta look. You make fun of it, and that's your enjoyment. But I, I, I do the same thing. I think like if I would have saw it when I was much younger, like in '99, I was like right into high school mm-hmm. i think i would have fucking loved it yeah but like i think maybe i missed the boat with it like that's why i i don't i'm that's not possible. Like, it's not like it's a hard six and a half like i'm just striking shit down it's like yeah it's a it's a like you've seen the six the movies i've given six and a half so yeah like it's a it's a good what did you give jennifer's body again i think i give it a six and a half <laughs> <laughs> no, i like this a little above jennifer's, jennifer's body, body. Yeah. but the cinematography is different yeah, yeah one has megan fox, one on has the megan fox yeah. but then again so but this one has sigourney weaver. weaver this one's got a, a sigourney weaver um, okay. how many aliens you, has jennifer you, you guys true. twisted my arm it's an eight yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd I, I say it's about I, a seven and a half. I'll that's take fine. It. It's yeah. fine. Um, even a six and a half would have been fine, no, but I'm, I wasn't trying to convince you otherwise. But but I think you're right though, because it's rare that you, there, you see a movie that you watch and you enjoy as a kid, right. and then you have that enjoyment kind of some that holds up. Yeah, not only holds up, but you appreciate it on a deeper level uh, instead of just. You know, like 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 I said, I can't watch Beetleborgs now because oh. it's fucking horrible to watch now. It's true, but yeah. you know, as a yeah. kid, I loved it. Beetleborgs, I'm afraid, I'm afraid Power to, Rangers. I'm afraid yeah. to suggest the Power Rangers movie for this 
Because I fucking love that movie. Honestly, I, I would go back and rewatch OG Power Rangers with Ivan Ooze, with Ivan Ooze. Or, or Power Rangers Turbo. I had, I had them both on VHS, I would, baby. I, same here. I would rewatch it. Divatox. 100%. A hottie of a villain, Divatox. <laughs> I think it was And let's not that. forget their little... You were uh, out by them. Yeah. Their little, um, the, not, not, uh, Ewok, the little Ewok looking guy yeah. that they had. <laughs> with his magic wand. Yeah. Jesus. Jason and, and Kimberly are in the Turbo yep. movie. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And they get brainwashed and, oh. and they have oh, to yeah. fight it, them. It's good. Yeah. It's good. And you know, Kimberly. And, to- and Tommy. Tommy's yeah, in Jason it. Oliver. Tommy's the Red Ranger in this one. Oh, boy. Um. They have that little boy Justin. Mm-hmm. I think Adam is still the Black Ranger. Adam is still uh, the Black. Yeah. Uh, no, Adam oh, green, becomes, green, Adam becomes green, the Green Ranger. Green. And Billy, Billy was because Billy was supposed to be the Blue Ranger, and that's how but Justin got into it because yeah. he got hurt. Yeah, it's pretty sick. They start off as Zeo Rangers, and then they lose their powers, and then they have to, you know, turn the key and discover their their turbo powers. It's a, it, as a kid, it was sick. You know, it was, it's, it was it's fucking, a trip. It was it's a good. Dope. It's and then they have to good. drive their car zords through the jungle to get to this fucking volcano. Where Divatox is trying to... Yo, it's sick. Fast and Furious ain't got nothing Yeah, it. bro! <laughs> but of course, if I were to watch it now... Brian has removed his glasses and just sheer like, what am I doing here? The disappointment. Oh, it's, it's insane. You're going through this fucking, like, breakdown of a shit. And all I keep on flashing to is, like, half of my brother's wall. And yes. this house has, like, turbo The turbo shit. The yeah. Zords. And I'm like... Absolutely. Sounds... Come on, man. That guitar oh. riff every yeah. time. You get pumped on that. Dude. If you would watch it now, if you would watch Turbo now, you would hate See, it. And honestly, I might too. Probably. But here's the thing, and this is why I still think like I will give Galaxy Quest the score I do. Yeah. It's still that emotional impact yeah. of it, and especially even more so now because like Alan Rickman yeah. and everything. But even for characters like Jason Long's char- Justin Long's character, yeah. the fact that this was his first movie debut, mm-hmm. and he had a huge role yeah. in this movie, and he yeah. knocked it out of the park. He killed it. He, played he it, absolutely yeah. killed it. I think. I, he played his role too. Oh, yeah. I 100%, agree. I 100% agree. You had that, and how he moved. And even then, we reckon, we recognized the, the other kid he was with. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Accept, yeah. And, and it turns out they were both in Accepted. Yeah. Rain Wilson uh, Rain as one Wilson of the aliens. Rain yeah. Fran Selenosovic Davidovsky. As, uh, right, also of... known as Missy Pyle is a real name. Oh. Which also sounds like a fake name. Yeah, are you sure? Fran Russian That one. Might be her real name. But she's in it and she plays, uh, again, a hot alien, a hot, like, uh, foreign woman that... Yeah, she's uh, a hot alien. Missy Pyle, <laughs> in, in in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Hey, she might be. It's Missy uh, Pyle. Missy yeah. Pyle. Missy Pyle. Damn. And she, you know, hooks up with the nerd in, in, in the movie. Yep. Um, and has weird tongue tongue kissing with him. That's but, how uh, and, tentacles. Yeah, and tentacles. And tentacles. Just like in Dodgeball. So, uh, that is the shoot. Bang, bang. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Nick, thank you so much for coming Thank you for, on. Thank you for having me. Lo- this was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm we glad make you sure guys you badgered me into giving Galaxy Quest a better grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. That's right. Guys, you see, this is what I have to deal with on D&D with these. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We push you to let our mediocre roles uh, do something. I'm sorry, Dick Chasen and and Ebner. Yeah. Private Eye. You don't even try to say his name. Yeah, bull. I have to say just his bull. name. No, no, you just shortened it to Bull. We yeah, keep no. it at Bull. No one, yeah. no one at the table knows his real name at this point. He's no, just, I, yeah, you you're right. You guys finally just did a mission together. Yeah, well, kind yeah. of together. Yeah, finally, yeah. finally. Yeah, Dick. His name's. That's not, not Mrs. Bull. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, as always, you can uh, if you want to, you know. Hit us up or see what else we're doing at any time. You could see us spin the wheel as well. Riveting content. Always hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And Movie Mayhem Podcast on Letterboxd where I've done a lot of uh, Letterboxd thing. Uh, you know what? I am going to ask for the password for that because I am going to add a review. Sure. I'm going to do it. I think I gave it to you, but okay. You probably did, but I had yeah, I told you when you did. I said, I don't know when I'm going to have time to, <laughs> to add to this. Tomorrow I will make time. Right, my I last four to... reviews are the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1992. Wow. Cool. The cool. Redeem Team on Netflix, which is if you like Olympic basketball, that's the documentary for you. It's nice. the fluffiest piece of shit I've ever seen. Sure. But I was fucking ready to run through a goddamn wall. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe. Oh. Uh, the Blade of the 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin with Keanu Reeves? No, this no, is, no, this this is, is the OG one. Ronin. Oh, this is the sequel they made for Netflix, uh, oh, starring no. Anna Akana. What? And Mark Dacosk. It just came out like... Anna oh. Akana, was she uh, like a YouTuber? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. And I think I wrote a three-paragraph review of it. Wow. So, so you know, the more, so you know I, the more I write about it, 
the worse it is. Yeah. And The Fugitive. So, hey, Fugitive is good. Good movie. Fugitive, Fugitive good. Yeah. I, I told you before, I'm going to add Sing 2. I'm going to... Right. I watch it every day at work for for the kids, so... Uh, that's different. That's you just being brainwashed into it. Yeah. I, I will say it's good, though. I will say it's good. You know I mean, I like Sing 1. So. You know what's really good? 